Our gospel reading on this morning comes from John chapter 6, verses 1 through 15. Hear now the word of the Lord. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. And when he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down, about 5,000 in all. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. And so they gathered them up from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, and they filled twelve baskets. And when the people saw the sign he had done, they began to say, This is indeed the prophet who has come into the world. And when Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. And this is the word of God for you, the people of God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, may the written word and the spoken word lead us to the one true living word, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the definition of generosity means the willingness to give or to share. It's the act of unselfish giving. But of course, we've all known this, right? We've been learning about being generous and showing care towards others since our childhood. A child's formational younger years are vital to their growth and development. As a babe, you learn to crawl, to talk, to walk. And as your mind and soul develop, you begin to care, to share, and love, and grow. And we continue to grow and to learn in who we are. I learned these things about generosity from my parents, who would teach me right and wrong, from Sunday school classes and vacation Bible school sessions, through scripture stories. And I also learned about the actions of generosity from one of my favorite TV shows growing up. It's one that possibly you have learned a thing or two from as well. It had kings, it had fish, it had tigers, it had a trolley. It had a lot of friends. 
And that show was Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, hence the cardigan. <laughs> and that show me taught, it taught me a lot about others in the community and a lot about myself, that we have different gifts and different personalities, and that our talents all come together in one neighborhood. Mr. Rogers always seemed so intentional towards children, affirming their value, talking about their interests. And although the lessons were through a television screen, it was a connection and knowing that how, as a child, I could love others and care for others in my own unique way, and how I could give and share and love just as I was, and that it would impact others all the same. And as I grew older, I began to realize that the world is more than just sharing blocks or toys or crayons with one another. As we grow, we start to learn that, there are, that not all environments are equal when it comes to sharing. That sometimes kind regards come with stipulations. And sometimes sharing things mean that we go without. Sometimes it takes courage to step up and show generosity to a neighbor and a stranger. We learn that not everyone chooses to love one another. That not everyone wants to be your neighbor. So where did this lovely neighborhood go? And where was the generosity in it that shaped me in my younger years? And I believe that's where our scripture picks up on this morning with Jesus's affirmation of a child and that child's faith and the gifts assisting with the basic necessity for a multitude. We see that Jesus has been traveling around and healing many people in sickness, bringing them to health, which we can all agree is a good thing. It's a basic need for humanity and these miracles have gathered quite a crowd of witnesses those that want to see Jesus and what he's doing. Perhaps they've heard the stories and the gossip, read the headlines, and they too want to witness something. I think there's the news and it's buzzing in the neighborhood. So they want to be a part of what is happening here. And it's not just the adults, there are children there too. Now maybe it's because their parents drug them out with them because there was no sitter to find at the house. Or maybe they've heard the stories and the conversations and they wanted to see for themselves. So they all gather and the crowd narrows in on Jesus. And Jesus, being who Jesus is, decides that it's time for fellowship and a meal. And a lot of Jesus' ministry took place in fellowship around a table with a meal. So why should this day be any different? And the disciples, they scoffled. They were like, the reality of a situation of feeding 5,000 people. No way. There's way too many people. There's not enough food. There's no food to our knowledge. There's just too many to share. Come on, Jesus can't be serious right now. And although the disciples doubted, Jesus knows exactly what he is doing. So eventually Andrew comes forward with a child's meal 
five barley loaves and two fish. And this was a meal of the poor community, the ones that were lower in society in that day compared to the wheat bread that people with the higher means of living were eating. But this was all that the boy had, and he did come to see Jesus. So if Jesus needed this meal, then surely it would be worthy. Surely, though it barley bread, was good enough for Jesus. So a child gives up his meal, not knowing if he would even receive anything in return. He gave it up thinking, well, what if Jesus is just hungry? So he could have ended up watching Jesus eat his meal. Or perhaps maybe Jesus would just give it to the disciples since they were traveling around a lot. Or perhaps maybe it would just make it through the first, through first few rows of the crowd and there wouldn't be any in return. And knowing all the possible outcomes that could happen, this child still offered his meal. He didn't know the outcome, but he saw that there was a need greater than his own. So he chose generosity in giving what he had to Jesus and hoping that it would all work out. So we go back to the basics. The faith of a child reminds us that what we can offer is never too small for God to work miracles. And all was indeed well on that beautiful day in the neighborhood. Everyone sat and shared a meal together receiving all that they wanted. They were, they even had leftovers galore that were ga gathered up so that none would be wasted. Because in the kingdom of God, everyone is welcome to receive. No one is left out. Nothing is wasted. You matter. Who you are matters. In your own special way, that matters. And what you were able to give and share with others is never too small, and it is not wasted by God. So Jesus knew all along what he had planned to do. The scripture revealed that to us early on in the passage, and we know that there are other stories of Jesus' signs and miracles. We know that Jesus could have easily solved this problem himself. He turned water into wine. He could definitely come up with food for 5,000 people if he wanted to. But generosity, a life of discipleship, is not living on our own means alone. On our own will not carry us very far. We need God. And here Jesus shows that when we give generously, God does miraculous things. It was a child in the crowd that we learned this lesson from. So perhaps it's time to go back to our childlike faith and discounting doubt and trusting more fully in the goodness of God's grace. There's nothing about you that is ever inadequate or too small for God to use for good. And that is the transforming love we experience as disciples in Christ. When we keep things to ourselves, we miss the opportunities for God to use us to perform the miracles 
through the most basic resources. Living a life of generosity requires us to live with a little bit less so that others can have more. A meal is given up individually so that it may be shared with a multitude. God provides not only for our needs, but uses us and works through us to assist in providing for the needs of others. And we learn this from today's lesson through the actions and example of a child. Jesus reveals to his disciples and gives a reminder to us that never doubt the insignificance of another. We are all part of the neighborhood and the kingdom of God. It's the childlike faith that Jesus continues urging us to strive for, a faith that when others may say, that's impossible, feeding all the hungry, giving access to clean water, housing the homeless, caring for the sickly. There's too many, and there's not enough money in the world. We can't do it all. And in a way, I'd say, you're right. You alone cannot do it all. Just like this child's meal wouldn't have made it past probably two people if they had attempted to do it on their own. And that's where faith comes in where we give what we can to God and in community with one another, working towards the kingdom so that there will be more food and water to share, so that there will be more health and community, so that there will be more homes for those in need. We live with a little bit less so that all will have more. And when we give, there may not always be 12 baskets full left. It's hard to give graciously when the outcome is unknown. But we can have faith, just like this child, that we can give it to God. And in regards to the outcome, we have hope that all will indeed be well. A lowly child gave what he had to Jesus, and in response, a multitude was fed. So perhaps when thinking about our generosity and how we can live into it more fully in our faith journey, maybe we too should return to having the faith of a child. Instead of questioning what good our gifts can do, our volunteer efforts, our dollars, our singing, our teaching, our sewing skills, our building, perhaps we have faith in knowing that regards to our giving. We show up. We have faith. We give so that God may work through us to bless others. There is nothing that will be wasted or left behind when we give wholeheartedly to God. Isn't it a beautiful day in our neighborhood? There's love abounding here as we worship together this morning. And you know, Mr. Rogers once said, mutual caring relationships require kindness and patience, tolerance, optimism, joy in others' achievements, confidence in oneself, 
and in the ability to give without undue thought of gain. So how can we give with glad and grateful hearts to God and to others? Being generous with what we have, whether it be our gifts, our time, our talents. Aren't we all in the neighborhood of the kingdom of God? How can each of us, in turn, live generously in God's love, having faith that God will provide for all necessities? knowing that in all that we do, we work towards the day of Christ's return. And what a beautiful day in the neighborhood that will be. Amen.